Live from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, it's The Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. I am your co-host today, Jade Warshaw, joined by your other co-host, who would be George Camel. Uh, We're talking about your life, your money, all hour long, so give us a call. The number is 888-825-5225. Dr. John Deloney has mysteriously been replaced with George Campbell. Well, How'd that we, happen, we wanted George? a strong end to the show, Jay. We need someone to really land the plane. Someone who could land the plane. Yeah, <laughs> that's who they call in. I love it. Well, I'm glad you're here. It's fun to host together. Let's go to the phone lines. We've got Yvette in Los Angeles, California. What's going on, Yvette? Hi, thanks for taking my call. No problem. Um, so I'll start off with a question, give you some numbers and then some reasoning. Okay. Um, so we, we have a mortgage on two homes. One is a primary residence in California, and the other is an investment property in Arizona. Okay. So we're wondering if we should sell our primary home in California and rent here in order to pay off our California real estate debt, and then we would keep our Arizona home and pay that off, and we estimate to pay that off in five years. So the Arizona debt is 219000 with an $1,800 mortgage, and our California real estate debt consists of our mortgage that's 389. That's the balance. Okay. Then we have a HELOC of 95K. We have a solar loan of 52K, Ooh. a pool loan of 58K, and a personal loan of 16K. So we My kind of feel goodness. like selling. Yeah. So, so we kind of feel like selling our California home would allow us to pay off all the California real estate debt. How, can you tell me um, what the total would, of that all is so I don't have to add it up? The 389 plus all that? 610? Yeah. Okay, thanks. So um, so selling that would allow us to pay all that off. And then what we would do with the profits from the home is we would put 60K toward the Arizona principal, which would lower our mortgage. Okay. Um, and then, we, then we'd be able to put away our six months of living expenses, which cu- we currently don't have any of that. We don't have any. We have $1,000 of savings. That's it. Mm-hmm. So this would allow us to put away six months of living expenses. And then it'll also allow us to invest 15% of our income. And then the last bit of info is renting here in California would be about 2,800 a month. Plus we'll still have the Arizona mortgage, which we anticipate to be around 1,200 once we make that 60K payment toward the principal. Oh, so you wouldn't know. Are you going to refinance the mortgage in Arizona or recast it? What was your plan there? Recast. Yeah, it would be a recast. I already spoke to the lender and so she said that it would recast and probably you know, come down quite a bit. Um, so why why keep the that, Arizona rental? Why not just sell that? Why not sell the Arizona rental? Yeah, if you guys had the money sitting there, you're not going to go out in California and go buy a property in Arizona to, to rent out. Right. So why not just sell this and be done with it and use that profit to pay down the debt? Well, the profit on that Arizona house would only be about 5000 We've only had it like 10 months. Okay. Uh, I... You've only had it ten months. Yeah. And what would what would your home sell for in California? Uh, we're hoping to get seven fifty. Okay, but you owe six ten, right? So you're saying the the money you'd get out of that that would get your emergency fund going that clears all of your debt and it gets you a clean slate. Yeah. What's the cash flow on this Arizona property? Not much at all. I think we made like three thousand. I think you're about to lose money on this deal. If you're not making much with real estate investment, you're losing money because it takes one emergency for you to be underwater on this thing. And then you said the plan was for you to turn around and be renters in California? 
Yes, we can't move to Arizona right now. So eventually we plan to move out of California. When can you uh, Maybe move? in about 12 years. Oh, 12 years. What's keeping Ooh. you? Our jobs. Okay. Um, here's where I'm at with this. Um, you've only had the AZ, the Arizona property for eight months. Um, it's not cash flowing. It's not making you any money. If you were to sell it, you'd get, you'd maybe clear 5,000 bucks for it. And honestly, that might be what happens because it's you're losing money for on it. You're not there. You don't plan to move there. If you were telling me, hey, we're going to sell this California situation. It's just debt. We're going to clear it. And then we're going to be able to move to Arizona. We'll pay off 60000 on that mortgage. We'll have six months of emergency funds saved. And we're starting our new life in Arizona. That'd be a different conversation. But if the plan's not to move there for 12 more years and to keep this property and you be renters in California, I don't like that plan, George. Yeah, well, I'm thinking the money you would have put toward the Arizona mortgage, why don't you put that away in savings and use that as your future down payment? I don't want you guys renting for 10 years. I agree. Mm-hmm. So that's what I would do. I would sell both properties. Any money that's left over beyond your emergency fund becomes the new down payment fund. Mm-hmm. And we work to stock that up to buy a house the more peaceful way. That's my okay. that's my vote. But the bigger question here, and I mean, this is the elephant in the room, 95,000, 52,000, 58,000, 16,000, and then we're going to buy a second property in another state. There's a, a pattern of behavior here that's just like atomic. It's, it's How can you assure us that you're not going to go into debt again? Yeah. Because this feels like a great little shortcut to become debt free, but it didn't actually change much of the behavior Nothing. that got us here. Yeah. Because um, you guys make great we, money. What's your household income? Uh, take home is 162. Wow. And there's not much to show for it after all these debt payments, leaving your bank right. account. I kind of, we're just, you know, we're just sick and tired of being sick and tired. Yeah. And, what, and let's be honest, 162 in Los Angeles, it's not like you're Scrooge McDuck. Like it's, it's a decent income, right? Um, it is. It's, but it's not like outlandish. It's not like if you made 162 living in Kansas. So I just think that there's, help me understand what you were accomplish what you were trying to accomplish by taking out all of this debt was it because there's got to be a learning from this yeah so originally um what we had bought this house here um we wanted this to be like our forever home and so we added the pool um you know thinking about our grandkids and just the family gathering here and the solar loan really helped our electricity bill um, which was like $400 average. And so we're barely paying $200 a month fixed on that. Add up um, your debt payments so, and tell me this this solar was such a great deal. I mean, this... I'm sorry? Uh, people justify solar because of their savings, but here you are rocking this solar debt with interest on it that probably won't ROI for a long time. Well, it won't ROI because she's... And now you're selling Selling it. the house and going to rent for 12 years. So... What George and I are getting at is we want to make sure that you you can look at every single one of these decisions and go, oh, I see exactly why that was a bad move. I see exactly yeah. how that cost me, right? You built your yeah. dream forever home that you now have to sell. That's what's sad to me. Yeah. Yeah, it, it is a little sad. We're just the California policy. If we could move out of California, Don't, hey, now hey, we would. No, but- come on, Yvette. Don't blame California politics for your money decisions. It's the easy scapegoat instead of looking in the mirror and going, we took the freaking HELOC out. We took the pool loan out. No governor made you do that. No state made you do that. We just got to own the decision. And it's sad that you guys have to give up the dream home, but this house turned from a blessing into a burden real quick. 
because of your money decisions. So this is a great way to clean it up, but you got to change the behavior to go with it. I'm selling both properties uh-huh. and let's start fresh. And in many ways, you have to look at it. They got lucky that there's even some equity to, to get out of this, that they can have it to down To get payment. out of jail free card. Ooh, take it while you can jail. get it and change that behavior. This is The Ramsey Show. It continues to amaze me how identity thieves keep finding ways to use our own identities against us. Not only do they commit crimes related to financial fraud, medical ID theft, and insurance benefit fraud, but now we have to deal with home title fraud. Thieves are using your own personal info to take ownership of your home so they can take out loans and you end up with a pile of debt and foreclosure notices. Over 4,000 data breaches happened in 2018, exposing 3.6 billion records. So thieves have plenty of identities to use and there's a one in five chance it will be yours. That's why Xander Insurance is the only program I use and recommend. Their plan covers all types of identity theft, and it takes over all the work if you become a victim. Visit Xander.com or call 800-356-4282. Hey, you guys are listening to The Ramsey Show. I'm Jade Warshaw. Next to me is George Camel. I almost said Dr. George Camel. You know what? <laughs> it's not too late for an honorary degree there if you anyone go. wants to give one to me. I bestow it upon you. Hey, we're taking your calls all hour. You can call us in. Uh, the nor- the number is 888-825-5225, and we'll take your call. Uh, George, I am happy to yet again announce... Total Money Makeover Weekend coming up. I'm getting excited. Yeah, I'm so excited. Are you planning your talk? Because we're coming up with all new content for this weekend event. I am not only planning a talk, George. I have pitched a whole new stage design. Wow. Listen, I'm going in. You got some pull around here. I'm trying. I'm trying. The point is, this event is going to be unlike any Ramsey event that you've been to. All new content. We're delivering... You know, we're playing the hits, but we're delivering them in a... It's like a remix, right? Oh, I like that. I like that. We're, we're delivering the hits in a completely new way. And by hits, I mean, we're talking about the baby steps. Baby steps one through seven. You know them. You love them. Um, and so the event is really cool because no matter where you are in the baby steps, there's going to be content there for you. So it's just a really fun event. All the personalities are going to be there. Um, there's going to be live Q&As all throughout the weekend. So you can bring your questions. You get that really cool access to what's going on. And... Um, Something different about our events. I don't know what events you're used to, but our events are actually fun. Like they're bangers. We have a good time. So yeah, people have been to like a seminar and I'm like, no, you need to come to a Ramsey event. It's a whole experience. We have a world-class live events team and it's a weekend experience. So Nashville is a great destination. Start putting into the budget for the mm-hmm. travel, the lodging, the transportation, and of course your tickets, which are super low right now. $99. I keep telling you to charge more. I'm like, this is wild. I feel like this should be like two, three, four hundred dollars but what do I know? The point is early bird tickets start at $99, but to be true, that's only for a limited time. So that price is going to go away at some point. So make sure you get your tickets now. And the first 500 tickets sold, you will get a copy of Total Money Makeover signed by... Dave himself. I might buy one just to get that signed copy. I know, right? He won't sign one for he me. He won't do it. So don't wait. These will go fast. If you want to get your tickets, you can go to RamseySolutions.com slash events to get your tickets. Awesome. Let's go straight to the phone lines. We got Chris in Kansas City, Missouri. What's going on, Chris? Hey there. Thanks for taking my call. I, uh, I'm i looking for some, some guidance. So I, I am making 
okay money right now. Um, we're in baby step two. We still have some student loans, credit card, and a car and then our house. And I'm starting um, to do some real estate part-time, um, and I'm trying to figure out what the the number or what, what I should aim for so I can start doing that full-time. I'm not ready to quit my full-time job, and uh-huh. I'm just trying to see what the what, what your guidance is. So you're trying to get out of the job. You're trying to move out of the job that you're doing and into real estate, but we need to understand like that point at which the connection, the eagle has landed and you can make that connection, especially with getting out of debt, yeah. right? Yes. Yeah. What do you make right now? Um, about 64 take home. And is okay. it just you or your wife is working also? Uh, no, she doesn't work. We have four little kids. Okay, so, so she's working in the house. So we've got 64000 yeah, she, she does harder work than I do. <laughs> I think this is a really great opportunity to replace exactly what you're making right now and beyond it. So that would kind of be my my signal. Once you get to the point in real estate where you're closing enough deals to where you're meeting this same uh, standard that your 64000 was meeting on a monthly basis... That's a really great indication that it's time to to move on. Have you sold any houses so far? No, I'm still I'm finishing school and you know in talks with the brokerage and getting things started. I'm just I'm nervous about you know where the the line is. You know, should I have you know six months of expenses in case the market dumps? You know, what do, what do we do to what What's the urgency to jump into real estate? Could you? work the plan, get out of debt, get the emergency fund in place, and then make the transition? Um, right now, it, I'm... Because right I'm now, kind of it, it, it's not stuck. like the gangbuster well, I'm, time I'm to get into real estate. Oh, true that. Like, I don't know if you've yeah. seen the real estate market, Chris. <laughs> Pro, yeah. Pros are having yeah, a hard and, time. And that's why I want to start doing it part-time to really see if it if it's going to pan out. I I just don't make... You know, I don't have a an upward slope right now. I'm just kind of stuck, and I don't really love what I do. So I'm just trying to. So I why love real estate? estate? I love, what made you go real I, estate's I'm, the thing? Um, I love being able to work for people and and help people and be that that resource for them, and you know, be able to affect my own income and and do what I want to do for people. And right now, I you know, I work in IT. I don't really have any control over my future as far as. Sure, but what you're what you're really looking for is a commission sales job, and there's a lot of those out there. It doesn't have to be real estate; it could be traditional sales. You could be a, a mortgage loan officer, I and mean, there's a lot of fields. So I'm just trying to dig to go. What is it about real estate that lights you up? If there's something specific about that, um, I think it's just. I mean, I've I've had the experience of like walking into a house and knowing that that's my house, right? Like I know this is where we're supposed to be, and I I like working hard for people to do that and, and see that and, you know, help them get their goal. Um, and so I don't, you know, yeah, you can go into car sales or those things. I just don't know if that's the, I don't, I don't love the idea of just commission. I want to have some purpose in what I do. Well, let me ask questions on the other side of this. So we're talking about the, the work side of it. You want to have purpose in what you do. Everyone does like, there's a big part of that. Um, you mentioned earlier in the conversation that you had student loan debt, credit card debt, car debt, and mortgage debt. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Because that's also going to be a major player in this equation. Like George said, housing market, like now is not, it's not like you're just raking in the dough, becoming a real estate agent at this mm-hmm. point. And right now you do have the luxury 
of a stable $64,000 income. Um, I say stable with quotes around it because no job is stable, but you you understand my point. And so looking at the debt that you have, I feel like debt has the ability to cloud our mind and cloud our judgment, whether we realize it or not, because debt makes every paycheck feel like, oh, I'm just getting this paycheck and I'm having to put it over here. Mm -hmm. And it especially makes it feel like that if you are in a job that doesn't give you the juice, right? And so I do think that looking at this debt and getting more numbers around that will also help us make a a better decision. So what, how much, how much student loan debt do you have? Kind of just walk through Um, that line for me. So between, between my wife and I, we have 40 K left on our student loans. Okay. Um, We have 10,000 on a credit card, um, 6,000 on a car and then, uh, the rest is house. Okay. So $56,000 of debt making 64,000 a year. Okay. So already I'm looking at this and I'm going, there's not a whole lot of margin to pay this off super quickly. So I'm almost, Correct. In, I'm, yeah, we've, we've been working for years, you know, whittling it down. We started with 80,000 in student loans. And so for that reason, starting a new job, in sales, especially real estate feels, it doesn't feel like the right move at this time. Just listening to you talk, it feels like at this time, what the better move is, what can we do? What can we lock in on that's going to bring in extra income, a lot of extra income? What is it that my wife can do? She's at at home with four kiddos, which I'm going to get their ages here in a minute. But what is it that you guys can do that can allow you to tackle this debt in two years or less? That's the equation mm-hmm. that I want to solve for first. And then when you solve that conversation and that that problem, it's going to open up your mind to really see and be able to focus on what you want to do with your career long-term. That's my take on it. Yeah, no, I, I, that makes sense. I would probably try to increase my income in the field I'm in uh, as I get this mess cleaned up. Mm-hmm. And then later on down the road, we can explore the part-time work when you have the margin. Because right now, you can't even breathe. It's hard to think about a whole new career path and have the time to do that. I'd rather you flipping burgers for a guaranteed 10, 15 bucks right? an hour than hoping that you can make a sale in the next year. Yeah. And so, and the other thing to think about here is there's cost to just being an agent. I mean, you've got the classes, the testing, the MLS fees, the NAR yeah. fees, continuing education. You know, it's hard to be a successful part-time real estate agent. There's a reason people Mm -hmm. go with the full-time pros. And so my dad did this as a hobby because he loved helping people. And he still does it Mm -hmm. on the side as a real estate agent. But he was an engineer by trade. And so that's something that's great to pursue, but I wouldn't bank on it to, you know, be the breadwinner right now. You you need six months with a a regular income in real estate and a stay-at-home spouse. You better have that emergency fund locked and loaded. Oh, yeah. I think the conversation you have with your wife tonight is what can we do to double our income? And how can we do that very quickly? And that's going to take both you and me making a lot of sacrifice with our time. This is The Ramsey Show. You are listening to The Ramsey Show. Hey, thanks for hanging out with us. I'm Jade Warshaw. George Camel is to my right. We're going to take your calls for the rest of this hour. So if you have something that's just burning, it's sticking in your craw and you got to ask that question. Or see a doctor, depending yeah, if it's really stuck in your craw, you might need to if see a doctor. If that burning sensation lasts for more than an hour, don't call, don't call us. Not the burn, George. Hey, give us a call. The number is 888-825-5225, and we will try to diagnose your issue only as it can, can relates to your life and your money, though. I've don't... been called Dr. George. <laughs> that, was an, that was a mistake. All right. Let's go to the phone lines. We've got Rylan in Phoenix, Arizona. Hey, Rylan. What's going on? Hey. Hey, guys. How are you? Doing good. How can we help? Good, good. I have a question. Um, 
I don't know if you've uh, been keeping up to date lately, but uh, cryptocurrency has been uh, kind of jumping up. Uh, oh, yeah. In the last month. Yeah. Yeah. About time, man. The- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've been holding it for a while, and I've been waiting for this for a little bit. So it finally <laughs> happened. And I what do you always knew this day would come. What, what, what coin do you have and how much you got? Uh, I have Ethereum, and it's gone up to, uh, I think it's gone up to 20000 now. Okay. All right. So what's your what's your question? So I so you I have twenty thousand worth 20, of Ethereum. Yeah, twenty thousand worth of Ethereum because it. it's at it's at thirty three hundred. Um. Yes. Right. So I I bought Ethereum uh, a few like two years ago. I want to say you have six it's Ethereum. In case I, you're doing the math at home. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I. Um. Right, so I lost my place. I apologize. It's uh, all good. So you have twenty grand ask, worth well, of crypto. Yes, I was going to ask. Uh, I bought a new car in twenty twenty one, and uh, I put down twenty three, twenty four thousand on it, and I still owe seventeen now. So I'm at a point where I could pay it off completely and still have a few thousand left over. Mm-hmm. Um, but my fiance and I are discussing uh, moving into a house and uh, growing our family and, and whatnot. We already have a, a two year old. I know what you're going to say to that. We're not married yet, but we are going to get married. When? Uh, like uh, tomorrow? Yeah, uh, it's it's on me. It's on me. I'm so bad at planning. I could barely plan a vacation. The really cool thing uh, about when you go to the courthouse is you don't even have to have that much of a plan. <laughs> <laughs> I'm picking on you a little bit, but please get married. Yeah, Soon. I know. Hey, you know what? I deserve that. Yes, I know. I'm I'm good with the courthouse, but she wants the wedding. I'm yes, going to give you should, her a wedding. You definitely should have a party. I'm not saying that you should not have a party, but if it's just, if you're talking about moving in and all this, you've already got a kid, man, just get that certificate. No one even has to know that you have the certificate. Like, just get it for legal purposes. You're all protected. <laughs> and then tell Throw all your friends later. we're having a wedding <laughs> right, when the time right, comes. right. But to to Thank your point, you. to answer your question, yeah, man, I'm clearing out this crypto immediately. I'm paying off your smallest debt if it happens to be your car in this case. Yeah, more power to you. You'll have, you'll have a paid for car. And I would not buy a house uh, until you're married and until you have the money to afford the house, which would include not only paying off your debt, but saving up three to six months of expenses and having the property on payment. Okay, thank you for that. What was making me nervous was that seventeen grand kind of going away, you know. Uh, it makes me nervous car. that you bought a $40,000 car. How much do you make? Uh, well, I... Oh, Jade hung I'm up sorry, I in lost mid-sentence. You. Let me oh, go let's back. Get, we'll get you back. There You're we back. Are. There you are. Right. Sorry what about do you that. Make? Sorry. <laughs> I make 50. Uh, my fiance makes 40. Holy so crap. Together. You make 50 yeah, grand a year and you bought a $40,000 car? I bought a fifty-one thousand dollars. Oh my gosh! Oh my word! <laughs> I, Rylan, I you may not do a lot of planning, but you plan to be broke. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, let, let me tell you guys. Let me tell you guys. Okay, it's a two point four nine percent APR loan. Oh well, in that and case, is- Rylan, you got me. We'll never be impressed by that, Rylan. <laughs> Did you get a free T-shirt to go along with it from the dealership after they screwed you? Uh, well, it's a Tesla, so there's no dealership oh, involved. Oh, no, not on a Tesla. Well, in that case. <laughs> As a Tesla driver, it, I'm telling you, that was a terrible decision. Because oh, I know how Teslas have gone down in value. Because Elon's like, you know what? Cut the price down 10 grand. I don't care. Yikes. I agree. What it's is the car worth? Decision. 
Well, right now uh, I haven't checked, but I I'm gonna I want to keep it for the next ten years. Dear you know what I mean? No, I don't know what you You've mean. You've committed to this car <laughs> more than your relationship, dude. Mm. How how so? You're more committed to this car than your hopefully soon to be spouse. Because if you were committed uh, to her for the next ten years, you'd put a freaking ring on it and go to the courthouse today. But you're willing to drive yeah. a depreciating asset while telling us that you have a great interest rate on it while buying a car that's worth more than your annual income. Mm. Do you have any other debt? Uh, I used to have 6000 in credit card, but I picked that off. Okay. Are the cards still around? Have you cut them up yet? Uh, yeah, I practically cut them up. Uh, 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 not what practically. What does that mean? Come on, man. <laughs> They're either cut up, never to be seen again, or they're sitting in your freezer in a block of ice. Which one is it? Uh, they're in my wallet. I um, want to say collecting dust, but that's not exactly true. Okay. Rylan, you're making it so easy to fire shots so right now. What's going to happen? If, if Is your girlfriend, fiance, is she going to say, no, 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 don't sell it. We need to buy a house. What are you doing? Don't pay off the car. Is that what's going to happen when you tell her? Well, I already did talk to her about it, and we've been discussing it, and it's you know, we were thinking that maybe we'd use the money as emergency slash a couple grand for furnishings. And, and you know, because the APR percentage on the car is so low. To You're talking about the wrong numbers. We're talking about, we're talking. Oh my bro- gosh. Broke people. Let me, let, let's just talk about this the way it is. Ryland, broke people talk about interest rates um, on their debt. They care more about the interest mm-hmm. rate on their debt. They care more about the monthly payment on their debt. They care about how the what the debt is doing for their credit score. That's how broke people talk. That's how poor people talk who don't think it's that they payments can... payments and interest rates. Yeah. They don't think they can get ahead without borrowing money and without borrowing at whatever interest rate they talk about. What we're talking about over here on this show and what we want to teach people is that life is more than that. You can actually take your income. It's your biggest wealth building tool and you can do amazing things with it. You can actually pay for your life in real time. And um, mm-hmm. that's what we want to get you to. And I think right now, you know, I'm not going to lie, like shifting a mindset that takes some time. I don't expect it to happen right here in a, a four minute call, but um, I've got just the book for you before we leave. Ryan, there you that go. I, I will send to you in the mail. It's called breaking free from broke. And I wrote it for people like you to help them make this very difficult paradigm shift. Yeah. Because I used to think like you, Ryan. That's why I have a love for you. I want to change your mind so badly Mm. because I believe in you and your ability to build wealth, but it takes doing some different things. And one of those things is not buying a $51,000 Tesla when we don't even make $51,000. Yeah. Did we, did we tell you the rule of thumb? Like going forward, one of the ways we want to shift your mindset is going forward. We don't want... Whatever you earn per year, your vehicles, the things going down in value should not equal more than half of that. That's kind of a rule of thumb. That's what's fair. We also say that if you're going to purchase a brand new vehicle, you should not do that until you have a net worth of $1 million or more because you're able to take the hit. You're able to basically take that money that you would depreciate within those first four to five, six years and just put it in a pile and burn it and you wouldn't even break a sweat. Like your temperature, your heart rate wouldn't raise one bit. And so that's the way we teach that. And then at the end of the day, we want people to buy vehicles in cash because we know that the car payment is what separates the middle class from the wealthy class. We know that the car payment is what makes most Americans, most people in general broke because they're giving away such a high percentage of their biggest wealth building tool every single month in payments. It's like 
it goes like housing and mortgage, student loans, car payment. You can flip student loans and car payment depending on who you are, but those are the top, those two debts, student loans and car payments are the things that keep people debt and in debt and keep them from building wealth. And so hopefully you got that from this conversation. A lot going on here. But Ryan, I'll tell you, you know what beats a 2.49% APR? The APR on my Tesla, which is zero. And not because I got a 0% financing deal. It's because I bought a 10-year-old Tesla in cash. Not because it's a flex, but because I don't care what other people think. And I know this is a toy going down in value. So hang (sighs) on the line. I'm going to send you a copy of my book, Breaking Free from Broke. Read it. Give me a one-page report. And uh, and I'll send (laughs) you a gift in the mail. This is The Ramsey Show. You are listening to The Ramsey Show. Calls about your life and your money. If you want us to take your call, you can call us at 888-825-5225 and we'll hook you up with our advice. Scripture and quote of the day, Romans 1.16 says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel because it is the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes. True that. All right, Alice Cooper said this, Drinking beer is easy. Trashing your hotel room is easy. But being a Christian, that's a tough call. That's rebellion. Then call me America's bad boy. Come on. That's what's up. That's good. I love that. That's 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 very interesting. That's some food for thought there. All right. Let's go to Kyle, who is in Lakehurst, New Jersey. What's going on, Kyle? How can we help? Hey, how's it going? Good. How can we help? So uh, I got a pretty controversial opinion on credit cards for you guys. Let's go. Um, and just a little backstory. After listening to you guys, I realized I've been on baby step three ever since high school, never going into debt, living below my means. Now at the age of 26 and serving in the military, I've managed to accumulate a net worth of $140,000. Here's the thing, though. I know this this goes against your guys' teaching, but I actually use my credit cards for all my expenses. However, I always pay the full statement balance every month, never carry a balance. It's always on auto pay. Okay. I've never paid anything in interest or fees. By doing this, I take advantage of the sign-up bonuses, the cash-back rewards without going out of my way to buy things I wasn't already planning on buying. So do you um, want us to change your mind? It's giving me a huge boost. What's that? Are you telling us this because you want us to change your mind or because you... What? Well, I, I want to hear your guys' thoughts on it because it's also giving me a huge boost on my credit score. I feel like I might be beating the system. By I think not you did it, bro. Have you return. written a book about this yet? Start a podcast? Have you started like an yeah. online course? I mean, you've found you cracked the code, dude. I mean, I, if you're implying I, I, I should, then. <laughs> I mean, the there, points but. guy did it, made a huge brand out of it. Now he gets paid by Capital One. I mean, really? here's the thing. If, if your plan's working that. for you, you keep going. But usually people call the show because their plan is not working. And you told me you've been on baby step three since high school. You're like a toddler with stunted growth, man. What happened? (laughs) If your plan was working so well, why are you not a net worth millionaire with a paid for house? Well, I'm working on it. I'm definitely trying, but... But you're telling um, me that your use of credit cards will accelerate that process, right? Yes, but I've heard a lot of you know, bad opinions about it on, on the show. 
And I was wondering if you guys know something I don't, or maybe like here's the I'm difference. Being, we're we're not financial prodigies. Here. We're fallible humans who here. realize that psychology plays a huge part in how we spend our money. Here's the difference. Number one, we probably disagree on philosophy around money, which is fine. But the difference is if I go into a gym and I talk to a trainer where most people go to a gym and talk to a trainer when they need help. And I walk in and go, look, dude, I'm swole. Look at me. I, I'm ripped. Like I, I can already bench press this much. I can already do. Then I'm looking at it. I'm going great. Keep doing it. Like keep doing your thing. Why are you talking to me? And so part of me is wondering, do you want help or do you want to just tell us how awesome your thing is? If you, if you truly want us to change your mind, we can talk about that. But at the, at the end of the day, our philosophies are totally different. You're living in a world where you're caring about credit, your credit score. You love utilizing and leveraging debt. And you're a grown man. You can do that all day. But we live in a world where we say exactly the opposite. And if you really do want to sit and kind of like tit for tat it and kind of say, you think this, here's what we think and kind of like uh, play the fence on it. Like we can do that. But I, I don't think that's what you want. I kind of, and I don't Unless that is what you, I mean, do you want to be swayed in the other direction or do you want to convince us Game why on, you're right? Let's do this. I mean, absolutely. Like I, I'm completely open to constructive criticism. Okay. Um, if there is an argument against it, absolutely. Well, let's I, play I it out with your that. own situation. Yeah, let's Kyle. just play it out. I truly want to help you as fun as it is to have a friendly debate. Yeah. What do you make a year? Um, I make, I don't know how much it adds up to in a, in a year, but I make about, I bring home 53 Hundred a month. That's your take home pay after taxes. Uh, yes, fifty three hundred a month. Okay, okay, good. All right. And so you make you bring home sixty three thousand a year. How much of that have you put away for investing in savings every I year? Put my my living expenses, including like well, just anything I need, all the essentials. I only pay like fifteen hundred dollars a month. Everything else just goes into investments. What so kind I'm of investments? More than half my paycheck into investments. So you're investing like sixty percent of your check into investments every month. So thirty eight hundred dollars goes to investments. What mm-hmm. investment is that, and what account? So I have ETFs on like Charles Schwab. Um, I also have like a a four hundred one k. Okay, uh, good. I, I do the the matching five percent, no more than that. Do you own but a the, home? Yeah, the rest of it just goes into my my ETFs. Okay, but you told us you don't have an emergency fund. Oh, uh, yeah. I well, I do keep like an extra ten k in my savings account. Okay, and and that just sits there. I don't touch it. Do you own a home? I do not. That was going to be another question, but I, I didn't want to take up too much time. Do you have any debt? I do not. Well, aside from the credit cards, but I don't carry a balance. Okay. So here's the truth. The wealth that you've accumulated has nothing to do with credit cards, Kyle. It has everything to do with your ability to flex your savings muscle and put away 60% of your income on live on less than you make. Yeah. So you're much more aligned to us than you think. And I walk through, uh, you're the character in the book, uh, Breaking Free from Broke, that I wrote on the credit cards chapter. I walk through the eight character archetypes. You are what I consider the perfect spender. And you said the quote. Oh, wow. I said the reason, I pay off my card on time and in full every month. I never pay a dime in interest. I treat it just like a debit card. And here's the thing. Even if you pay it off perfectly, every study shows that you spend more when you use a credit card. So you're in, you're in the majority, you know, half the, 48% of people statistically pay off their card every month. So you're in the 48%. But here's the deal. Researchers from MIT did a study in 2021. They used FMRI technology and they looked at brain activity when people were swiping that card. 
And so this is what's wild. We've already proven that credit cards reduce the pain of payment, but this study added another layer. Not only do credit cards release the brakes on spending, they also cause our brain to step on the gas, accelerating the spending. And so when it hurts less, okay. it costs more. And I'm telling you, when you spend your own money, even though you tell me you treat it just like cash or a debit card, I'm telling you, it causes more pain than using someone else's money and paying it back later. Mm. And so I think you'd be doing yeah, even better. I think so I too. I think you're too. I think you're giving too much credit to credit cards. And I think you need to give yourself more credit that you're really, in many ways, you're really great at handling your money. And like to George's point, credit cards are really just holding you back. You've proven that you have the restraint and you have the foresight to go, you know, I, I could save 50, 60% of my income. Like that's a muscle a lot of people and a discipline that a lot of people don't have. And so I think that credit cards are really a dead weight in your plan. And when you okay. look at the rewards, I mean, most of these are 2% cash back of course yeah and then you got the it's airline miles dying, but they add up mm-hmm. sure but it adds up if you're making 60k take home you might be getting a thousand in rewards yeah, yeah. Th- that doesn't add up to much when it comes to wealth well, building i i mainly uh you know i i'll uh, farm the the sign up bonuses so like if i if i plan on buying a computer it, it, if it's like a purchase i'm already planning on making um i'll like find a credit card that will give me a sign-up bonus. I'll, you know, I'll utilize that like $1,000 it wants me to spend yes. and earn $100 back. And you can play that back. game. And I'm telling you, you can do that and you'll be successful at it and mm-hmm. you will be the rat in the maze for these credit card companies. And I interviewed someone mm-hmm. from Capital One, an ex-manager, who said they run 10,000 experiments on consumers like you to get you to chase the cheese in the maze and think you won. And they zoom out and you go, oh my gosh, I'm a rat in their maze playing mm-hmm. their game. And think about how many yeah, brain calories you've spent. That's my thing, George. I mean, you are spending a lot of brain calories for a smart, successful man serving our country. Too much time and energy mm-hmm. putting into Just maximizing rewards. <laughs> You'd be better off starting a business, a side hustle, and putting your time and energy into that instead of helping Capital One sponsor the next Taylor Swift tour. I'm with so that. I'm going to send you a copy of Breaking Free from Broke. Read the credit cards chapter, and I hope it helps you see our side of the picture. So I hang on the line. Taylor will get you a copy of that in the mail. Thank you for your service, truly. It was yeah, fun sparring with you. That was fun. I just like, I value simplicity in life, George. I, I like uh, being able to sleep easily at night. I love what you said about brain calories. I got one card in my wallet, Jade, and it's Debit. got money on it. It's I love amazing that. how that works. Mm, this life. is The Ramsey Show.